Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to one-on-one on a cold, cold, cold Thursday. But you know what that means. The winter winds. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. I'm so, I'm such a music goober. I fall in love with this thing every once a once a week, all the time. Let's bring him in, Coach Barry Thompson. BT, what's happening, man? Hey, man. Hey, it, it, same thing with me. Every time you play that, I'm sitting here, you know, driving. I got my game face on. I'm about to go to train session, and uh, it's raining here, and uh, the, the music comes on. I'm smiling like uh, I just won a lottery ticket. <laughs> you're you're a busy guy. I want to start with the breaking news that um, our our young man Noel Walters has committed to North Alabama. Uh, what are the folks from North Alabama getting, and what did Nebraska miss out on? Well, like that we've talked about, him. he's a kid who can play. You know, a, a young man that you want to be, you know, you want to have a part of your program. And, you know, even at that upper level, if you don't think that this guy is the guy, you know, I have a hard time getting around that everybody that's in that quarterback room, everybody's in that position room, not all of them play. So if you have a kid that's not going to play, why not take a chance on the kid that's going to add to your program and has the possibility of surprising you? As far as North Alabama, they're going to get – what they see on tape is what they're going to get. They they got a steal. And I looked at their schedule, and it's interesting. He'll actually, you know, he, he rises a starter, or North Alabama will play two of the teams where I have quarterbacks, uh, Robert Morris and Mommen. Mm-hmm. So uh, got a few surprises in that schedule, even though uh, Mommen is moving to the uh, CAA this year. Um but, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm very excited for him, very happy for him. And to those guys that are out there, I understood this took a long time. It took a long time. Yeah. And uh, sometimes the quarterback position, it takes a long time. Uh, I just had a quarterback uh, after the season, two-year run, 
uh, Connor Berry just committed to App State, and it just happened like what's today? Today is Thursday. Happened Tuesday. I think. Uh, so sometimes it takes time. Yeah, it's 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 the work behind the behind the scenes and the work in the dark, and then those things come to light. What what lessons have you learned in trying to get Guy Myers ready for NFL Combine and, and, and that work? What are, what are the latest lessons you've picked up? Well, we talked about, uh, I think the last time we talked about the, you know, be careful what you wish for you because you'll get it. And so that idea that when you're a player in college and you have a passion that you want to play on Sundays, there's times with schoolwork and things like that, you, you go, man, I wish I could just train. Right, I wish I could train. How, how cool would that be? Well, the first adjustment was, all right, it's time to just train. So what does the daily schedule look like? And so kind of had to get him acclimated to that. He adapted really quickly. Uh, the next stage that we're in is this level of detail, of preciseness that leads to consistency, that we're not getting ready for a game you know, once a week. Every day is a game, right? Every day we've got to bring a certain mentality to how we're working and how we're applying ourselves to repetitions, the focus and things like that. And, again, another thing that he's adapted to quickly and seems to be taking to him. So that's the phase that we're in right now, just uh, improving that, that daily consistency of how we perform every time that we get out on the turf or the field or, you know, if he's working with Josh uh, Chamberlain and Accelerate. You know, that, that part. So he's learning to taking the very first steps, in my opinion, of becoming a professional, right? That you show up every day, that, you know, you can be counted on to perform a certain way. And so that's the phase that we're going through and we'll be going through for the next 25 days until he heads off to his uh, first combine. How many throws a day would you would you figure – he's going to make in that progression? Like how much work does it take to elevate yourself at, as a quarterback? How many throws a day? Oh, wow. Um, that, that's a great question, DP. No wonder why you're good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't have a pitch count with my guys. Uh, but with my older guys, because I know that they're, you know, like guys double training, the body will get sore and stuff like that. We, we always mix into the routine of volume of non-throw throws, like without a ball in his hand. For instance, we have a med ball routine that we use uh, where he can get a ton of throws in, in terms of working specific parts of the throw without stressing the arm or stressing the shoulder. Um, I teach my quarterbacks to throw a certain way uh, where, the, where the elbow is located at the time of release uh, that seems to um, let them not have arm problems, shoulder problems, this and that. But that said, if any of my quarterbacks ever come up, hey, my arm feels, we just shut it down, right? We just shut it down. So I don't know that I have a brick like 100 or 200 or 300. Um, and it's certainly not fair with God because there's a volume of throws that build up. So we certainly didn't throw as much in December as we're throwing now. And as we get in this final 25 days before the first combine, there's going to be kind of a set routine. We went through part of it last night where we're taking him through the very specific throws that are going to be asked to make at these various different combines. Barry, how do you, how do you temper the, the angst and anxiety and, and excitement of preparing for 
such a large goal, right? To get it within right. reps, to get it within workouts, to get it within each drill. How do you temper that? Because you can't go 100 all the time, can you? No, you can't. And the, the emotional, you've heard me say this to players too, it's okay to be nervous or the, the old adage of having butterflies in your stomach about something, but you just got to make those son of a gun fly in formation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so back to this daily approach, the, the way that we kind of, I try to get a player there is, Slowly walk them up to the point, or you know, walk them up to the point where I can demand, and they know that it's fair to demand that hey, we're going three for three here, we're going four for four here. That wasn't right, right? And you got to get them to that point. And once you get them to that point, what they've done is they've reached that standard where they don't just get it right, but they're getting close to that standard where they'll never ever get it wrong, and never ever being the key word. So there's a, there's a certain volume of repetitions that gets them to one point. Then there's another volume of repetitions that gets them to that point where under any circumstances they're going to get it right. right? And, and that's, that's really important because then when the emotions take over or start to enter, you can find that calm amidst the chaos and go ahead and perform. Uh, but it's something that has to be walked up to and, and uh, he's approaching that. He's approaching that. As a matter of fact, we just had a discussion. We meet every morning at eight o'clock, you know, via phone and, or Zoom. And we just had a. We're just talking about that this morning. Maybe you were listening in. If you're always searching for your next great adventure, or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers. See yourself here. I'm always listening in, Barry. That's how, <laughs> that's how that works. That's exactly how that works. Um, <laughs> right? Through, through, through all of this, um, signing day was yesterday for, for, for the Huskers. And one of they added some folks to the roster, and I don't want to talk about the players specifically, but I'm asking you from a talent standpoint. When you look at film for a running back, what are you looking for? Like especially at this at at, at a Power Five level, at a Big Ten level, we know from repetition of film study what a Big Ten running back looks like. Right. I'll ask you what is that what do they look like what do they do that makes them stand out as hmm a next level runner well there's different ones right like we know what a wisconsin running back looks like correct right like it's really easy to envision and we we know what an ohio state running back what he would look like and how dynamic he would be so it depends on what they're looking for. But at the very least, if you're planning to have a blend between the Wisconsin style and the Ohio State style, power is 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 one thing I want to see, right? I want to see power. And I mean power not in terms of lifting the gym, but guys can be fast, and then guys can be fast and powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just run a different way. Uh 
they're running through arm tackles. I want to see a guy who who can get the extra yard. I, I want to kind of measure after this first contact, you know, what am I seeing out of this guy, right? Uh, those are the kind of differentiating marks that I want to see out of a runner. I want to see good speed. And I, I need to see, you know, depending on what I'm asking him to do, right. I got to be real specific. So, you know, am I looking for a gap scheme runner who is going to run behind a fullback? Is that what I'm going to use? Then I'm going to pull on some tape and see a guy because that is a different style. You know, there's certain timing for, you know, picking up pulling guards or, you know, the footwork and stuff that allows you enough spacing to, to make cuts and decisions off a fullback's block. That's a lot different than if I'm straight a zone guy, right, and I'm just reading the three technique or if I'm watching the one get, you know, washed down, I'm cutting out the backside or any of that stuff or if I'm reading the linebacker and cutting the opposite him or, you know, it's just different. Not that there isn't a running back who could do both, but I want to be real specific, you know, or am I going to an old linebacker? Right? Am I going to that dude? I don't know if there's many out there, but um, but I definitely out of all any style, I want to see power, I want to see speed, I want to see the ability to, to run through some tackles, and then I want to see uh, the some ability to do what I'm asking him to do. Barry, you had a question on the text line, um, and you're a great guy to ask this too. Uh, Barry, have you ever worked with a kid uh, that decided to quit playing a sport he loved and was built for, for an unexplained reason? What did you say to them? Go fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It happens. I don't know if I told oh. this story on the air. Uh, you know, one of the things when I'm working with a quarterback, I always say, uh, you know, your job is to get better by the next time you see me. I think I told the story. And anyway, um, this particular kid, I couldn't quite tell. His first one. So I stopped. We were about to start, and I stopped, and I said, did you do anything between the last time we talked? And he goes, no. And I go, what did you do? And he said, I went fishing. And I go, you fished. And we went in this whole conversation. Turns out that he wants to be a professional bass fisherman. Mm. So the whole conversation went away from football into college scholarships for fishing. There are programs that offer that. And I said, let's go do that. And I treated him just like a quarterback. You know, I'll tell my quarterback to contact the school and get back to me, make sure it did it. And yeah, and he can he can really throw the football and he can play, but it wasn't his passion. His passion was fishing. So, Do, uh, is that a matter of, of just finding out what what is important to them, or a way yeah. to find out what's important to them? Yeah, DP, I, you. It's so funny you ask me because we had these conversations. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, the, the most important thing, uh, the the very best thing about football for me, the absolute best thing about football, is that it's never, ever just about football. So when a young person comes to me, even an older player comes to me, I, I'm not looking. I, I, my first objective is how can I get a win with this person? Meaning – they've chosen to spend their time and resources with me. I mean, we, we live in an area where you can spend your money and time on anything. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, football, basketball, and baseball anymore. It's everything. Yeah. But out of all that, they've decided they're going to come to me. The parents are going to give their money to me. 
and they're going to give me their son to me. And I just feel it's my obligation to figure out, okay, how can, how, what's going to move this person forward? You know, and, and if we're doing it through football, that's fine, but I'll quickly find out what's missing, right? Like, is it confidence? Is it a work ethic? Is it not balancing management? All, all of the football contacts. But that, once I find that and we move forward, that is the win, right? It's not, the win isn't, you know, does he start? The win isn't, does he get a scholarship? The win is, you know, the, those are nice things that happen along the way. But the foundation of those things, being sustainable, is can I get a win with this guy? Can I move him in a way? And, and uh, you know, I just think that that's so important for what I do. And I think coaching in general, you know, uh, you know, can you get a win with a person? Can you move them forward somehow? Can you tap in to the reason, the real reason that they're there? What is it that they really want, right? And then you, you kind of meld that into, all right, is what you really want a part of where we're going, right? If it's a part of where we're going, let's go. If it's not, then, okay, let's let's find out what else you need to do. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think it's the only way to go about it. And I know you agree with me, but yeah. So hopefully, I answer that text line question. Yeah, uh, we've been know, in we, we've been in that space, right? That where where, yeah, where we, yeah. we, we, it happens more often than than parents know, because yeah, a lot of times yeah. parents don't know. They don't find they don't know that the kid comes and says, "Hey, uh, I don't want to do this anymore," but my parents don't understand, or right. that the parents and kid haven't had that that honest discussion over the why, right? Or they've had two honest. You, you know, we, if I say this story, you'll know that we've had a kid who we were wondering why he wasn't really getting up. And then he tells us, well, I'm never going to play in college. And I'm like, what? What are you talking like, about? Like, who told you that? Right. Like, wow. Said, do you, do you want to play in college? Yes. Okay. Well, then this is how it happened. You can do this if you want it. And he played yeah, at West. He, and he played at West Point. Like it was. Yeah, he played at West Point. Like it wasn't. Exactly it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I remember it's so funny. Like yeah. I, I remember the call. Yeah. It was Easter weekend. Yeah. I had him for baseball. This was a multi-sport athlete. I had him for baseball. Kid was a young man. Uh, he, he 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 had the diamond effect, but he had dirt on him. Right. He had yeah. been covered up for so long. That he was just like, no, I'm not a diamond. I'm just here, just kind of hanging out. And I remember yeah, here, with my, here with my boys. I'm like, no, you're not one of the boys. You're the guy. Right. Like, you're the guy. And he went from being third team on the baseball team to jumping and being the varsity starting catcher. Again, the toughest position to do that, especially with another Division One catcher sitting above him. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then becomes the starting quarterback leads the entire DMV in passing until he gets yeah. injured. Like it's, there's yeah. so many conversations. Way, I'm, I'm embarrassed of Patrick Riley. I hope he's <laughs> <laughs> We love that. Like we both love that. But I called you immediately after that first talk. And I said, yeah, something happened today and it'll change him. And yeah. we understood yeah. what it was. And now he's, he, he's leading uh, folks in the military, uh, as let, he should let me be. Tell, let me tell one more Pat Riley story. Right. Uh, the first time I got on the Elite 11 circuit, um, I, I knew it was, you know, it was new. I, I didn't quite know what it was. It was at Redskins Park, and I'd invited to work out there. So I told the quarterbacks I was working with at the time, broadcasted, hey, I'm going to be here. You're welcome to come. And then after the event, make sure you come down and see me so I know, because I, I wouldn't be able to see out in the crowd. 
And so I didn't know who was going to come, but after it's over, I see Pat and his dad come walking down the hill. Mm-hmm. And we had a very short cut. His eyes were big. He was really excited about what he saw. And he goes, do you think I can play in college? I said, yeah, if you want to. He said, do you think I could do this? And I go, yes. I said, but here's what it's going to take. And I, I, I like laid it out, rearranged the schedule, getting up early, meeting me for school, everything, right? Yeah. And he was excited. I said, don't give me decisions now. Go home, talk to your parents, talk it over, because this is going to involve a lot. And then come back to me in 24 hours, tell me if you want to do it. Because once you say you want to do it, we're doing it. And sure enough, he called me 24 hours later. Next thing I know, we're meeting before school and you know, throwing five yards away. And then, yeah, along with baseball and everything else, you know, this kid winds up with multiple options when it came to college. And, and uh, his story of how he got an appointment at West Point, uh, if I told it, would bring me to tears. But uh, winds up playing there, and now he's leading men. Uh, yeah, so it's always more than just it's more than it's always about more than just football. Yeah, it, it, and and to any parent or coach out there, again, starting conversations with, uh, do I have your permission to tell you the truth? Yeah. Right, that standard setter where truth exists, and they will tell you what they need to tell you. They want you. They want to be seen, and it's pretty amazing to watch. Right, so it's good to, to share that information, folks. When it gets hairy. Just, just sit down and talk. That generally will we'll, we'll get things there. Without bringing any agenda to it, just simply talk. Go fishing. Sit on, sit on a yeah, boat. Sit on a, sit, on, sit, sit on a bank and just talk. And it, <laughs> it, it, it really will work things out. Uh, hey, Barry, uh, what are we eating? we got two simple things for you real quick. Uh, a little strip of salmon. I know people like the big salmon steaks, but sometimes you like to get the steak and kind of cut it into, I don't know, maybe inch and a half, two inch kind of wide and you know however long you want it to be little slivers and if you pan and i don't put a lot of stuff on it a little salt a little pepper you don't need much oil because it's an oily fish it, it yields you know it's a fatty fish i mean um sear it skin down and let let it cook a good three four maybe five minutes on the skin side down and then you can take it over and finish it you know however you want but Salmon with crispy skin over steamed white rice, maybe with a little, there's a thing called furikake, which is, sounds kind of weird, but it's a good little sprinkle on your rice with a little sriracha. Wonderful delight. There's something about fish and rice that really go together. And if you've never had salmon with crispy skin, it's like a treat. You know you're eating fish, you know you're eating rice, it's healthy for you. And then you get that little crackly, salty crunch of the skin. The other one is, Hey, Rico. Cooking an egg. Yeah, cooking an egg. Um, This is a way to cook eggs, scrambled eggs, um, that I can't get enough of. Take two eggs. You can put a little salt and pepper in and whip them up and do all that stuff. But in a skillet, cold skillet, put about a tablespoon of oil. Olive oil will be fine. And put one clove of garlic. And you turn the heat up to medium. And you let that all come and, uh, you know, come up to heat. And at a certain point, you'll notice that the garlic clove will start to get a little brown. Once that happens, take the garlic clove out and throw it out. What that's done is it's flavored your oil. Now, that oil will go a little bit longer, and you'll start to see a little wisp of smoke on it. And then you put the eggs in, and the eggs will cook in about 30 seconds. They puff up. You 
probably want to crank the heat down. You push the eggs to the middle, let the liquid keep cooking, and you'll probably at one point turn the heat down. The heat from the pan will finish cooking the egg, and you get this fluffy, buttery type of scrambled eggs. It's absolutely delicious. So those are two for you today. Salmon uh, with crispy skin and probably a new way for some people to cook uh, a scrambled egg. Doggone it. Now we're hungry again. All right. <laughs> All right, BT. Travel safe. Coach him up, man. Love you, brother. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Right. Barry Thompson, Fairfax Football Academy. Putting in the work, baby. Putting in the work on the field and in the kitchen. And uh, in the heart. His heart's not bad at all, man. We'll throw it a break. Talk more one-on-one when we come back. Download our app by searching 93.7, the ticket in your app store. You're listening to one-on-one with DP on 93.7, the ticket and the ticketfm.com. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. 